big decisions, paths followed, choices made. This is Connections, conversations about life and work. I'm your host, Jim Allen. With me today is Kim Davidson, president and CEO of SideFX Software. SideFX is responsible for Houdini. That's the name of your software, right? Correct. A leading uh, 3D animation and visual effects software used in film, commercials, and notably video games. So everything, basically. So welcome, Kim. Oh, great to be here, Jim. How are you doing? I'm 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 wonderful. I'm I'm normally uh, got some notes, but you said uh, just to sit back and relax. It's, so this is Kim un, unplugged. Unplugged. It's all you know. It's all in your head. I know it is. So uh, nothing's let's, that. Gonna let's be hope. That. Let's hope. Uh, we're you know I figure uh, uh, I invited you here to talk about the hot topic du jour. Sure. That's French. Um, <laughs> Artificial intelligence, the the metaverse, and whatever else comes up. Um, I figured you're uniquely qualified to talk about this, as you've been involved in the development of software that's been used for years in Hollywood movies. Sure, you can jump in and correct me anytime you want. Yeah, Creating yeah. computer generated worlds. In fact, you've won Oscars and at least one Emmy. So, yeah. how many times have you been recognized by the Academy? Um, I've personally been recognized three times. Our company has been recognized five times when you count a couple more times on top of that. So, and uh, Emmy, at least one Emmy, right? One technical Emmy. So just one Emmy then. Yeah, so not... <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so. They, they um, got, we got to speed things up. I, uh, I, I did win an award once. Okay. Well, you know, I brought it. So, actually, this is not for, part this, I brought this award. Uh-huh. And this is for, uh, I'm in the Hall of Fame of the Film and Video League in Toronto. I don't know if you can top top that. Uh, well, I, I brought an award too, Jim, but I don't know. This is just... Probably a, not as good as Yeah, mine. I kind of keep it under wraps a oh little goodness, bit. But, so. Uh, so you do, oh my goodness. So you just carry that around with you? It's just a little just bit. Just to prove, because no one believes but, it, But right? you do the right perspective thing here, Jim. <laughs> we can do a forced perspective. Yours is a little it's bigger. It's probably a little out side. of focus, but... Uh, yeah, well, I can hold it nice. Move it, and, move it right, right to the corner there. That's where, the where do you one want, shot. Where do you want them? Facing you, facing me, and doing the rotation <sighs> thing there. Oh, How's boy. that? Look at that. Yeah. Isn't that nice? I'm going to just make sure we go get... off. This, uh, where is it when you have it? Do you have it at home or is this from the office? Or Can I pass this to you? Because it's very, I don't very want to heavy. I'll break it. I'll oh. break. I'll break. It's I've heard it's Right heavy. on camera, right? We'll just break it. I'll, uh, you know what? I'll touch it after. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay. let me ask okay. you a couple sure. questions about sure. that. Sure. Um, you know, first we're going we're gonna to play uh, a game I like to call Sophie's Choice. Sophie's Choice, okay? I like games. Which would you rather win? An Emmy... Or a Stanley Cup? I, I think I'd rather win an Emmy, truly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which would you rather win, an Oscar or a Larry O'Brien trophy? Oh. See, I'm, I'm not, I love sports, but it's like. You I'm, go to all the games. I know. But I you're know, not a fan. I know. I'm a huge uh, sports fan. I'm a huge sports fan, but you go to more games but, than me. But I'm not the player, so it's like, how am I, how am I oh. winning that, and what am I going to do with that? When I was thinking up questions uh, to, talk to, to ask you about, I tried to remember my own experience as a fan of movies, okay, and computer animation in particular. Right. Because that's your area of expertise. And then I saw a recent interview where you mentioned the same two movies I was thinking about. 
Okay. So I figured I was on to something here. So a couple of watershed movie uh, moments for me. Right. Terminator 2. I remember the ooing and aahing coming from the audience as Patrick Wilson walked through the prison bars. I also remember seeing the trailer for the original Jurassic Park. And it seemed, you know, it seemed like real dinosaurs were on the screen, right? Not Now, it's not your work. I, right. I understand that. But you were in the industry at the time, right? Yes. What was your reaction at the time? Like, damn, they they beat us. Uh, was this like the space race back, well, back in well, the Well, when day? you're in the business, you actually see all this stuff coming. It's like Jurassic Park's the one where, and Terminator 2 is the one where you, Jim, and the rest of the you know the populace says, "Oh wow, what this computers can do this!" But we were doing that, and it was being done years before, and so it's not as novel to us. It's always nice that it's getting recognition by the broader audience, but we always knew this was possible. It was just a matter of time. In fact, with the Terminator Two, I often say, Omnibus, where a company I worked at. Um, uh, in 1985 and 86, worked on Flight of the Navigator, and Flight of the Navigator had a, a chrome spaceship, and it morphed and it reflected uh, the environment, and it was computer graphics and it was generated. So that was Terminator Two, like three or four years. So before. three, four years. So you saw exactly the same the trick. Animation, yeah, yeah. The trick of course, that, of course, it was a that was a character that morphed. Now we have a, a human being, but there's a few less frames in that one, and so you know it's. Yeah, we can do that. And and the computers were getting faster. Memory was getting, you know, uh, cheaper. All that stuff was coming. So it's it's really cool that it was. But those were, you, you, you nailed it. Those were two breakout movies. So, I mean, Houdini is the name of the software. It's used right. by uh, VX, uh, VFX companies such as uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar, DreamWorks, ILM, Sony, many, many more. Um, for instance, one of the watershed moments for for you, I guess, in, in 2003, five of the seven movies vying for the Oscar nominations used extensive use of Houdini. Am I reading like right out of your, your promotional material, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you've done... You, you, so it's the animators use your software. Correct. But, but different animators could work on the same uh, film, potentially, I guess, right? So Yeah, it's, it's like if we, you were... Um, it, if I sold you 3D, if I sold you software to write a um, so, like Microsoft Word, everyone can be using Microsoft Word. In fact, a whole lot of people can work, be working on the script uh, right. with Microsoft Word. That's right. not what they use for script writing, but you get the idea that we sell this software to um, a company and there could be 22 animators at that company and 102 at the other company and they might use some other competitive software. Um, and they might work on just some some of the shots, and another company might work on some other shots. So it's really, really been growing. And that was probably an early year, because we were in no Houdini was used in no movies. Then it was like one movie, and I used to track two movies, five movies, six movies, and then some of them are up for the Academy Award. I think the very first one that won the Academy Award was um, um, it's it was Independence Day. That right. was one that we used a lot of our software. Right. And was one of the first. So some uh, from 2003, some of the movies that are mentioned here, and, and correct me, like uh, Harry Potter, the Spy several of the Spider-Man movies, right? Men in Black series, Black Panther story, Toy Story 4, Fate of the Furious, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So, um, so I, I mean, the technology has advanced so far 
right? Uh, now, sometimes you can tell it's not real when you're watching a show, right? right. Um, like, for instance, on a ga on Game of Thrones, I'm watching Game of Thrones, and I, I figure, okay, they probably didn't hire 10,000 actors to be in the army that they're wiping out. Yeah, and, right. and training dragons is really tough. It's tough. Well, the dragons are... Right. Yeah, they're real, right? But yeah, they're okay. real, but... But but oftentimes things yeah. seem really real. Like you can't you can't tell you, what you're watching is animated. Sometimes they just replace uh, the the horizon behind the actors or whatever. It's fairly routine, right? That Absolutely. Um, why would you you know want to build all that set and props and landscape and get you know get rid of that telephone pole? You want to get rid of all that and you want to put in whatever you would have built. So or, a lot of things are just done on a set with huge massive green screen yeah. things and. Not even green screen for for mid far level shots because in the end it's what they call rotoscoping. You just can take out um, some of that background and then layer over. I'm sure you know you want. It's like you put titles over the top front of this thing. Yeah. It's the same kind of idea, just layering um, video on top of you know or film on top of film. So I figure that kind of brings us up to the present in a sense, and because there's a lot of talk about virtual worlds. Um, in computer animations, but you know it's affecting business, and it, it bring uh, it brings us really to this talk of the metaverse. Yes, right, which I don't know a lot about, um, but there's a lot of hype about the metaverse. I mean, Facebook even kind of reorganized their company to to call their parent company Meta, right? So they presumably have made a huge bet on this idea of a metaverse and to the billion, like millions of dollars anyway. Correct. So in your, in, in layman's term, what is the metaverse from your point of view? Building virtual worlds or? Well, the, the metaverse is, is a place where you and I can do this, um, have a sit down and talk, but we don't leave our house. So we can interact in a social or a gaming world, but more like a social thing. We can also uh, if you combine it with what's also called Web3, where right. you can like buy things. So I could go in, I could participate, I could build things, um, I could move things around on this table, but it's all virtual. We're just living in this world. Um, a lot of people think you need to have the VR glasses too. I'm not really explaining, I'm explaining what it's not. Right. But um, it's it's the fact is you can actually participate and live in a much more virtual way than you're doing today. And some people would say it's here today. If you've ever been familiar with Roblox or Minecraft, those kind of things where kids, they're living in that social three-dimensional world. So it's really a three-dimensional, you know, participating world, uh, uh, multi-user, multi-participant So world. And you've been at the table for some of the, these discussions? Like you're involved yeah. as, a, as a, a software company, right? Yeah. So yep. how would you be involved in these discussions? Like people coming to you for ideas or can you please develop th this as part of your software or how does that work well our software is kind of naturally building worlds all the time people right. are all using it they're just not using it in a in a um in the metaverse in a meta you know world right. um even, but some games are getting there as well like if you're familiar with um um uh, you know some of the games where uh, people come in and all play at the same time the multi user games. So a lot of those worlds are built 
but not changing, but are built in with our software, with Houdini software. So in a sense, we're aware of all the uses or a lot of the uses of the software not evolved. But right. they also say, do you want to change the software? Can you um, get on a panel or can you be part of this consortium or things like that? And it's not always me, obviously. We have uh, over 150 people at Side Effects and many of them smarter and than, uh, than I am. I mean, right. here, here I am sitting with you, Jim, and, and uh, the rest of them are, mean, meanwhile, you know, splitting the fourth dimension. You're, you're, you're out there marketing. Yeah, something the, like that. <laughs> yeah, you can write this off as a marketing expense. Well, we'll, we'll point our, our, our websites to, uh, <laughs> to your... Well, uh, so I, I was at this presentation the other day, and it was with, I think, a guy from Sony and a guy from, I don't know, Dreamscape or something. There's so many dreamy names. Right, right. Uh, and they, you know, they're top execs. So they, they have a, a way of just sort of simplifying everything. But one, one of the guys said, well, the, you know, because I saw virtual reality years ago and, you know, wearing goggles. Exactly. At, at, you know, at a yeah. trade show. And I said, yeah. okay, I'm in a classroom in Sweden. Cool, I guess. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of there if I'm yeah. moving my head around and right. stuff. But he said the moment it all changed was when people started collaborating. Right. On, online, I guess. Or it's like you're saying you're. So if the gamers, it's they're they're playing with their friends. Like you always hear about all these gamer guys um, playing all night, yeah. And they're and they're interacting. They're playing with and against people from anywhere in the world, right? Yeah. So, and and there's avatars of those people of of each other in that space as well. So it's much more dynamic that way when you think about it. And it's not just them interacting with each other, but they can actually. Um, like move if they're building something for the educational situation right. if you can i can show you how to put that piece you know fix your toilet like and talk to you at the same time or you know show you how the software works or how they did this effect like we're in the same space and we're, we're interacting so i think that's really what what what's important is to have the other people in the space and then have the space as dynamic as well as the real world is so i mean during the pandemic you know, the dirty word, the pandemic, people, you know, were using, suddenly Zoom was a huge thing. QR codes came back in, yeah. in a huge way. But how do you see the metaverse maybe invading like the normal work world as well? Like you talked about, we could kind of be in physically, the, not physically, but feel like we're in the same space as a colleague, I suppose. Right. As opposed to maybe the way Zoom did it. And Microsoft Teams and all that with the little squares in the box. Is that it, what we'd feel like we're in the same fact, office room together? Or? Yeah, but why? Like, yeah. like that ultimately, why? What industry are you in and, and, and you need some alone time or do you need to, uh, con do you and I need to be um, working to get to see each other, to actually see each other in 3D to Because do this? I, I guess you could be my client and or customer who happens to live in Sweden yeah. or something, right? Yeah. And maybe it's the only way we... Right. But, but you, it does seem like overkill. I mean, maybe the screens are not. Well, the telephone would have been fine. But yeah, like absolutely. people liked apparently to. Well, apparently some people turn off their video too. Well, and, when FaceTime started, I, I tried it out right away. Yeah, yeah. And then I, okay, I get it, but I never really. I never really used it much. Really. Right. So. And you and I were talking earlier, like if I can see you in high def 3D, like no. maybe that's not what. Yes. You want, maybe that you'd rather just have a, you know, just a bit of an expression. I don't yes. need to see that you're in your, you know, underwear. But the technology is there, just, you right? Know, yeah. The technology, because the gamers like to, to interact with someone in real time mm -hmm. without any lag. So they, 
the internet needs to be extremely fast. And right. they, everyone loves high quality graphics. Yeah. So the bandwidth is large to get these huge graphics through. So, you know. Well, it, yes, yes and no. I mean, it is the, when you prepare a game like that, you spend a couple of years to make those games. Right. So that's the part of it, right? Because those games have to play in real time and look really, really good. So there's a lot of what they call, you know, like baking down all the textures, all the materials to make it run in real time. That's the gameplay. And the character has to be, the avatar has to be played. It's not the actual, you know, all the data and the cloud of the person. So yes, we still are, are getting faster and faster, but these guys still have a lot of equipment. You see the boxes that they play with today yes. and, and, and the, the chairs and everything. You look at yeah. the equipment you have over here. So it's not- I'm impressed by the $2,000 chairs. Like, you know, the, I know. <laughs> I want one of those. And that's not actually in the, in the uh, 3D world. That's just in the real world, right? Yes, yes. Well, I, I'm, that's the problem. I'm still in the real and world. And what so. about these chairs? Are pretty, pretty sexy. Well, these are, uh, yeah, these are left over from my parents, and I've uh, recycled them. So okay. I am, uh, so I, I spare no expense that. researching this this show. So this interview. <laughs> so I just got back from NAB in Las Vegas. It's a huge trade show. With just all, for just for the just you for you. Okay. So I'm writing right. writing the. Flight off. National um, Association of Broadcasters. Las, yes. Las Vegas had no no appeal whatsoever. Hundred no 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 uh, no all recent. I, okay. yeah, I like I like going to Las Vegas because it's all about the convention that you're going to, and it's like anyway. That's like okay. You can get distracted by other things. Like I'm a sports fan, so there's like there's the rooms where all the games are on simultaneously. Oh, that's cool. At NAB, yes, uh, in Las Vegas, you usually get a hint at what some of the new trends are, right? And some, a lot of it's marketing. Some, a lot of the companies are trying to attach themselves to artificial intelligence. That's the buzzword du jour, as I said earlier, right. of the day. Right. Interestingly, though, no talk of the metaverse at all. So I th might have heard it once. So, so what happened to the metaverse? Is it is it dead? Right. Well. So out with the metaverse, in with, in with artificial intelligence, in with the AI, which yeah. is really in many cases not AI at all. By the way, it's what I'll call machine learning. But yes. you know, you're familiar with the Gartner hype cycle. Yes. So, so remember there was this thing called internet, and then there was big data, and then there was um, uh, VR and AR and XR, and and uh, so their hype is doesn't mean that it's not real. AI is is real. It's here. It's it's the hype cycle, it, right? But 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 the hype is always a little more than the uh, actual the actuality, and I think that's why you throw the metaverse out because the hype is already being replaced. Hype's getting replaced at faster and faster. So they'll change the name or something, or it'll well, sneak in. And on so metaverse, yeah. Well, metaverse is still going on. I mean, people are still developing Web three and and the metaverse and, and and those things and all the laws that have to go along with some of those thing technologies. But you're not seeing it in NAB because it's all about the next, the next thing, the hype that's current, and the hype that's current is Chat GPT AI. Six months, it hit the wait, Chat GPT AI. Oh, okay, six months yeah. ago. Right? Yeah. So, so did the folks at Facebook miscalculate? Were they wrong in making such a? They made a huge play, right? They changed the name of their company. No, the metaverse is here and it's growing it's right. it's it is a real thing the when the internet first came out it was like oh well this is just a fad this is a fad and it'll go and then 
people just sort of forgot about it. And then all of a sudden someone puts a front end on it. And it's like, we all watched the hamster dance and then we kind of forgot about it, but didn't make it stop. Right. It just meant you didn't pay attention or the the average person didn't. But, and so the metaverse is still, or whatever we want to call this, uh, next generation of online, um, we'll call it meta because that's what was coined. Um, it's still going. People right. are still building immersive environments that we can all participate in. Yeah. It's just like what you're saying about the animation for T2. It was, you saw it because it was happening for three, four, five years. Before. So and it got realized at that moment, but you had for, seen for, the for development the ma- of that the masses, particular yeah, trick yeah. for a few years. So, And if you watch what happened after Jurassic Park, it's like the price had already come to a point where it could actually make money at the box office and pay, but you just saw a whole lot of directors go the light, like Jim Cameron was in a sense is, you know, a well, no, way ahead of the curve. Right. But all of a sudden everyone else goes, Oh, all the directors go, I got to do that. I got to put the producers are going, I got to, how do we get that into our next movie? Not dinosaurs, but computer, what can we do? Can we blow something up? Well, there's a, a documentary on Netflix right now talking about, Jurassic Park in particular, and then like so that what's that animator's name? The famous uh, oh ba- Steve, Steve Steve Spaz Williams. That's the guy. Yes. So he's like uh, defying his boss by secretly working on uh, whatever you would call it. Yeah. Like, he and Mark DePay were in the in the so, cave. So that was meanwhile, but they're also hiring and paying people to make real life uh, yeah, models. The, the Phil Tippett, yeah. So yeah, that's right. And, and so Stan he is Winston, in it. So it yeah. was sort of, Stan they're doing Phil the real Tippett. stuff yeah. and then they go, they have this breakthrough uh, on the animation side and right. then they basically decide to do, so, to so go in that yeah, direction. So right. speaking of being, seeing that coming, it's like at Omnibus, which was, you know, several years before that, five or six years before that, where I was working, um, we were working on walking and talking characters and then, and, and, you know, when is real characters going to be something? And then, um, right after Omnibus went under in 87, I started a company and I worked with Steve cause he had come out of Sheridan. So Steve yes. actually worked in Toronto before going to ILM. So like, I know what, who the guy is. I know what he's capable of doing. I know what Mark to pay. I knew, you know, I went to ILM, um, to visit and I met several of the people that worked there, those are two of them. Um, and obviously that was a little moment in time that they were in the, the right talent in the right place in the right, right time. time. So someone just, uh, but it was all possible. It's just, they happened to be someone insubordinate enough just and, to uh, do I, it. I'm not taking away from their talent. Like, yes. like I'm, I'm in some ways in, uh, a benefactor of being in the right time and the yes. right place and, and, uh, and, and, and ending up with yes. a, an Oscar for, and, uh, Being um, in the right place. So at NAB, I saw a couple of, you know, very introductory type presentations about AI, right? Because everyone's interested in it. And the moderator kind of divided AI into three categories, just text, mm-hmm. images, and video. And then he would pull the audience, like, what are you working on? And like, what software are you using? Because there are things popping up, you know, uh, for each. Um you know, all the while, you know, he's conceding the AI is just now entering the mainstream. You know, we're six months. I mean, everyone's heard of Chat GPT, but now, but six months, it was six months ago only that it really started getting a lot of attention. So now you've, you've called AI machine learning mm-hmm. today and elsewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your definition of machine learning then? Because it, it actually, 
seems it makes it more clear to me. Right. So what machine learning is you take a lot, lot and lot of data and, and whether those are images or whether they're um, uh, weather reports over a number of years and you just scrub all that data and you look for um, trends. Um, and then it's like, okay, I see the trends and you try to fit those trends. So it's like, I want to see, uh, I have all this Im information. I've scrubbed this trends and I want to see an image. I want to see images that look like squirrels. And so you have this feedback loop. And if it doesn't look like a squirrel, you throw it out and it's training itself. So this is a machine training itself to, right. to figure out what a squirrel looks like. Yeah because you have base all these different pictures that are named squirrel and then it can find squirrels anywhere in any picture because it's been doing this so millions and billions of times that's machines learning how to do certain types of tasks or certain types of recognition so then we think this is crazy i can say hey get me a picture of a squirrel and it comes up with a picture of a squirrel or is the squirrel in this picture yes or no and it does it and you say hey that's AI. And I say, yes. okay, it's not that much intelligence. I mean, I like real intelligence. This right. to me is not real intelligence. It's intelligent people um, training machines to train themselves. Yes. So, so I sound a little jaded, but I'm not. No. But I, I think there's just a little, I guess I'm a little anti-hype, Jim. That's no, the, the, I, that's the, why you're here. Yeah, yeah. I want the truth. Yeah. <laughs> the truth. You're here to tell uh, just, me the just, truth. Just to settle down a little of the hype so, well, on the show. So text images and video. So yep. chat GPT and other text. programs that are come out, it can you know write your article or your essay or your menu or lay out your event plan, mm -hmm. uh, whatever you can think of. That's yeah. text. Everything. Everyone kind of knows about that now. With images, you can put together a PowerPoint presentation very quickly uh, or create artistic representation of people of things. So I can say, combine, what, what, what if Abraham Lincoln and Kim Davidson had a baby, what would it look like? And the, the image will come out, probably Kim with a, with yeah, a beard, sure. but, but that, that kind of thing I've seen, like creating you know, art. Um, with video, you can also write essentially uh, an essay or you can right. say, uh, into certain software, uh, tell me about um, poverty in New York. Right. And then it'll go out and seek uh, essentially stock images and put the story together. And it'll, again, like chat GPT, there might be some errors, yeah. but it'd be pretty good. And yeah. if there's a weird image sure. or the, you can fix it. Yeah. Right? So, Human intervention. Um, so that's sort of where AI is right now, just for the normal folks. Here's a quote from the New York Times. Uh, if AI chatbots can seem eerily human, that's only because they have learned how to sound like us from huge amounts of text on the internet. Uh, everything from food blogs to old Facebook posts to Wikipedia entries, they're really good mimics, experts say, but ones without feelings. So... Will that change as we continue to interact with it? Do you think, like, we can can we teach the the uh, the squirrel how to feel? Well, yeah, yeah. Can be more you, human. No, I, I get it. Can you fall in love with a with a <laughs> you know someone on online that keeps coming back and and giving you sort of real feeling? Um, and there have been some you know case studies of that happening until they decide that it's gone a little too far people abusing these machines get run away and the and the things get people are starting to 
get asked pornographic questions and things like that. So they take the thing down. So I think. Well, they feel it's also that's actually an interesting point because they sure. do with Chat GPT. They do not allow. They there's a filter in there mm -hmm. where they filter. They won't allow you to do any hate speech or anything negative. Sure. Or as you say, porn or. But that's an interesting point because, well, who's the arbiter? Who's deciding where that filter or what the filter is? Yeah. So there's a human somewhere decided no hate speech. No, what what is hate speech, right? Yeah. So what? Yeah. So so there's a human somewhere with a lot of power. Yeah, I would think. Well, the, the programmer who who put this thing together, or programmers who put it together, I mean, it's a runaway train in a sense. They have a black box and they yeah. decide, oh, let's scrub these uh, the, uh, public websites, oh, by the way, it scrubs some um, private websites, um, but they don't, that was a mistake, no one knows, it's a black box. And and so legal cases are just starting to, you know, get their head around how do, what's copyright? Right. Uh, how, who controls it? Does, who owns it? Um, well, did, you could, did it only scrub stuff? Can we prove that? You can ask scrub? it to write music. Write me yeah. a number one song in the style of the Beatles. Right. So, but who owns but, the copyright? Who owns but that? Who copyright? created that program to do that? And is it only you know? Western but you were a mathematician stuff. at the beginning. A lot of math is uh, a lot of music is just math, right? So it's it's like the sequence of certain notes and chords please us, right? And the computer can be taught like certain chord positions in in music are heard over and over and over again and can, you can get a number one hit out of that and the computer can spit out a, in theory a number one song right but who owns the copyright you're right though right because it's a new it, area it of didn't law. just just it didn't just do it probably on theory it probably learned it by stealing from right now it steals from a and borrows from a whole lot of different framing phrasing and framing and and well, sounds the Beatles stole and that from sort of thing Borrowed. Beethoven. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were influenced by right. Chuck Berry or, you know. Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. I, Vincent I, or whoever. It's a lot right, of fun. So. It's I, I love to play devil's advocate on a lot of these things too. Not because, um, you know, I'm a naysayer. I'm actually like, it's the way you learn. It's the way you, you know, human test things. It's like, right. what's wrong with this picture? What? is this a real person? What's the, you know, we, you train yourself to, you know, to sort of figure out what's really going on here. And, and, and is this art? Like you said, you called it, it creates art. And I just, I'd say, I don't know if that's art at all. Like, like who's the arbiter of when, even if, forget the copyright thing. It's a lot of stuff I see is, is like a toy, a play. It's, it's right. like, it's, it's, it's not exactly what I would call art. Um, it's 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 a fun thing that people you know love to goof around with and and say look what came came out I got out of this, but if it's just going to get it wrong all the time, um, what are we we got to think that this thing is going to um, have we got to have our antenna up I think more than normal. Um, I'm uh, did you see the article by the way in the Globe the other day where the the writer okay. went to G, G to Chat GPT and said. Hey, tell me about this guy. And it was the actual writer, something he knows a lot about. Right. And apparently he got the date, you know, the guy's birth, he put all the square brackets, all the stuff that was wrong about the guy. So he wrote a 300 word essay on the author of the article. And apparently the guy, it ends with the guy dying. And he goes, oh. well, I, I'm still very much alive. So, but it reads perfectly exactly what you said earlier. It reads, it reads like the truth, but right. it's not the truth. Right. So how do we know, Jim? 
Right. Like this is, this is, this is, I think the antennas have to go up and that's why people want to pause on, on AI because we're just getting way too ahead of uh, ourselves. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, you're talking about, you know, real fakes, you know, what I would call real fakes. You know, they're, they're getting to be common. There's potential for misuse is, is, is kind of scary. I mean, they, deep fakes freak me out. I mean, imagine a, you know, Orson Welles' War of the Worlds situation. Um, a lot of people were fooled by that. That was just a radio show because yeah. they tuned in slightly late. They didn't hear the disclaimer at the beginning. So they just turned on the radio and they saw, oh my God, we're, the world's being attacked. Right. right? But with deep fakes, uh, you can see and hear an actual world leader on TV and there's words, it's all fake though, but it looks real. We yeah. think it's real. So the potential for disinformation is great, right? So I've, you know, even recently I heard complete, uh, uh, just audio simulations, you know, audio deep fakes or whatever you call yeah, them, yeah. supposedly from Taylor Swift, right? disparaging her own fans for spending too much on her concert tickets. And it, it sounds like, because they've, they've sampled her voice. Right. And they've, you know, enough, enough examples exist where she's going all my fans like you know anyone who pays three hundred dollars and is, is an idiot and it's not my problem kind right. of thing that was kind of the quote so okay so you're talking so, about so how do we verify that like you just have to have your touch points at the end of the day you but know. even five years ago i saw a deep fake of obama talking i mean there was something off about it right but it was I but mean, let's say it was perfect then you it was you, pretty good you, you might go to you you know the 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 ctv bbc you know like uh the globe like you have you want the writers you want to see if anyone is if you can find three different sources of this um, that they can verify. It, Who's got more, time more, for that? <laughs> so, well, if it's important, me, if it's a world leader as a saying consumer, something, you just all of a sudden have to believe that, hey, this world leader, where did I see it? I saw it on, you know, Instagram or something. So it's like- I say that to okay. my wife all the time though. It's like, okay, you just read something, consider the source. Like, where did you, sorry, where where did you hear that? Exactly. I think it, I'm not sure. I think it was on Facebook. I'm no, I don't know. Right. It just sort of seeps into your your being. I mean, yeah. I'm not sitting at the kitchen kitchen the breakfast table. I can't. I don't have time to check three sources. I'm trusting. But if it's the a world, if it's a me. world leader, Jim, you're going to. But I'm who, who's saying, the who's saying, star. Who's saying come 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 to war or something like that, or or please give us your. Um, but do you believe Jesus everything statement? you hear on on <laughs> no, Fox News or uh, no, absolutely which is, not. You know, in the news lately, I never yeah. have, but. And then, so if you're not trusting CNN or some people don't trust CNN or MSNBC, who do you trust? You trust me. You trust you because you're <laughs> the here. you're the one programming yeah. the the software. Okay. Yeah, but but it it's those are debates are are at a higher level and a more serious level than they've ever been. Like you know the the the, the local um, guy down the local shopkeeper. Do you trust him? You know, do you trust the the person you just hired not to steal from the cash register? But a trust level, no, it's just gone off the map. With I guess you got to trust online. Huh? Some, you got to trust somebody at some point. I, I, suppose. I oh, I definitely. But it just takes that, that once, like you know, if it's Putin or. Zelensky or Biden or whoever, and right? Information travels at the speed of you know. Like... <clears throat> well, if it, certainly if it's super inflammatory, right? Because mm -hmm. it just takes that once, like yeah. you know, we're being 
They're saying bad news travels so much faster. Well, than we're that. being bombed or whatever. What do you What do you do? So, Elon Musk, Andrew mm-hmm. Yang, Steve Wozniak, as you know, you know the question that's coming. All signed a letter a few weeks ago, saying that entire uh, the entire AI community should take a or developers should take a six month break. Um, is that even realistic? I mean, I I could I got a pen. You could sign sign it if you want. To, is 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 uh, I mean, can we really? I mean, trust any of these people? I mean, they don't trust each other, presumably. If they sign something, there's still guys in the back room working on this stuff, right? Right. There's still um, maybe some of the bigger research labs and some of the bigger companies that have a lot of people working on it. They can say, "We're not going to put it into our software." or into our released software, we're going to pull that back or we're going to spend more time on with the governments at this, at this period of time, but it doesn't stop. I mean, you don't stop the world. Um, we're, we're still investigating at side effects. Um, ML, uh, we can use, um, or I'll say AI for the purposes right. of this, so what's how we can use it in our software. So, and, and we go to customers and they say, you want to, um, do, we want to do this with ML. And Sorry, what's ML stand for? Machine learning. Learning machine. Yeah. Okay, so or AI, right? Um, so we want to. They want to do this, these things, and we say, yeah, we could. I think we can do that. One thing they want to do. So this is a a, a concrete example that's not image video or 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 maybe a little off that track, but they say we want to say a word like I want fire that um, in in my shot, and we then will put that fire in their shot, our software will put that fire in their shot, but it'll also give them the network that created that fire. We have a network of, of, of controls and they can play with those controls to, to then further tweak it. So they want both the match this one image, but it's not an image. They need, obviously they need a video or they need a, a computer graphic fire and they want to play with that with the controls that would be there. So it's like, yeah, we could do that, and then we have to decide how much we want to do versus leverage some of the um, some of the engines that are out there. So it's a really interesting time, but we're not stopping because someone signed a letter. But do I believe that we need to work harder on the legal, the social aspects? Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Just, I mean, just in my Instagram feed in the last couple of weeks, uh, I've been seeing ads for you can hire like for your company, your corporate video, for instance. Mm-hmm. But you can hire an AI host, so you can uh, choose male, female, uh, younger, slightly older, the ethnicity of this person. Yeah, you s- feed them the script, and it. So there's a host, just talking right back to you, and I think they can do Spanish, so they can do multiple languages. I'm sure they'll do more eventually. But the kind of cool thing about that, so I saw it. Yes. It's clearly a little fake because there's some little edits in it sometimes, right? But I'm sure they'll fix that. But the cool thing is like six months, so an onboarding video at a company, right? Right. But maybe six months later, you need to make a change or amend it or add. You can just add a sentence or two, type it in, and boom, it's done. You don't need to get the actor back to reshoot it all. You don't need to crew or anything. It's just... You added a sentence, it's done. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. It's that, not perfect. That's, that's the beauty, though, Jim, of the computer graphics. I mean, that to me, that's the coolest coolest thing is is that you, um, the actor goes home, but you've captured his whole body. 
and yeah, all, does and, he get and, paid once? He she get paid once? Ex- or, exactly, you know. and the, and 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 you want the younger them? Uh, you've got that. You create Lon Burnett. You know, you create the younger you know actor, um, Ken O. Reeves, and you've got him. Um, and you're just doing a hundred Matrixes. Uh, you know, right. ten years from now, and you've still got the actor. Um, the essence of the actor. What was that like. uh, Scorsese movie, the really long one that played on Netflix, where they de-aged right. everyone? Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, Pesci and De Niro. They de-aged them, and, and De Niro's eyes needed to be blue. And if yeah. I wasn't told that, maybe I would, but I was all I could think of, oh, my God, his eyes are blue. Because right. he's the Irishman. Yeah. It's the Irishman because he's supposed to be Irish, right? Yeah. Not Italian-American. We, we did that on purpose, by the way, right? Cause, you did that? Well, no, no. Uh, we we. This is like two old guys um, who can't remember stuff, and we, but we actually did. But we know that the the people watching this are going, the Irishman, and they're just shouting at it. But we did that just to get them like. Well, there's off. time lapse. <laughs> there's a, there's a, the irony in this movie though. The, the it went over thirty years or something. So yeah. you're in theory the character of De Niro or Pesci, they're in their forties at one point. Yeah, but I, there was one scene. When there's anything physical yeah. involving these actors. So, yeah, they can look a little younger through the face. Yeah. But I think there's De Niro it was like running to a store or chasing someone, but he's still got the 78 year old. We can do uh, that. We can do that. Too, back. But, well, but, it, but they weren't, <laughs> but it was a little creaky, I, I have know, to say. I know, but because they, they didn't spend enough dollars. <laughs> like, it's all like it gets better and better yeah. and better. You can't yes. make a dinosaur. Then you can make a dinosaur. Now you can make two dinosaurs. You now can you can make thousands. Now you can, they just, can rip cities apart. You know, it's just. Just physically we can, recreate we can, the actor. We can track and get rid of a, dimp, a pimple. Of course. And, and, can, then, yes. and then, well, we can do it in a still frame. We yes. can get rid of red eye. And then you just keep on going. So, yes. Eventually, you know all the all the the whole wardrobe and all that. But it's it's just for it's five seconds. Then it's a, a ten second shot. Now it's it's a five shots in the movie. It just gets better and better. At and a better. certain point, you don't need the actor anymore, right? No, As absolutely. you say, you know, Reeves is in the database. Ca- they right? go into these places, uh, Jim. I don't know if you've seen them, but they they they're like capture motion capture kind of thing. Well, it's body capture yeah, and, body and capture, a yeah. texture capture too. So they they light it so that you get like perfect flat lighting so that you don't have any um you could you can get exactly the skin tone on there every lighting situation possible and you get the whole point cloud yep. of the actor but then you can change that point cloud of the actor the surface and the color um to your liking if you need the young actor you create the young actor and you don't have to then track de niro face in every dark shot you just have de niro act Move the three D thing in the in in the lighting, and it's all computer generated. All computer generated with De Niro maybe doing the voice or the or the acting, and maybe not even the voice. At some point, you give a pretty good De Niro, and we just change change that voice yeah. through audio. It's crazy what's what wow. kind of movies we're going to make, and there and we can make longer and longer and longer movies. I mean, Netflix is blowing the stuff up, right? Like just the n- amount of footage that uh, computer graphics can now touch. When you say that, I think of all the comp- the animators just working in dark rooms. Like, I mean, do they see the light of day? These like a typical animator would work how many hours a day? Um, it really depends on the shows you're working on. Yeah. And they love it so much. That's really the pr- you can see. I I get kind of excited talking about the potential and p- yeah. possibilities. Um, they love it too much, and uh, because there's so much, so few artists, and there's so much 
demand. It's like, hey, we need this show. We need this show. Can you do this? Can you do this? And the owners and operators of the of the uh, service industries that service the few, you know, big majors, they don't want they want they don't want to let anyone down. They'll never work in the town. You know, they'll never get another yes. shot. So they push it all just goes downhill and pushes the poor animators. And, and they're all very pale, I know, it's because they don't go out. They're not. Yeah. They might be working in California, but yeah, they never but see the sun, right? Exactly. So the Nor they're working in, you know, Bulgaria or you know, Singapore or wherever, right. wherever around the world. That's another beauty that uh, the we can do more because the technology's gone around the world and we can work around the clock. I mean, not any one person, although I'm sure some people work around the clock, but you know the the shot can be passed around the world. If you well, like. it's interesting. In my world, like YouTubers, you could or uh, you could do a shoot, like in Las Vegas, and you upload it to the internet. So, and you could hire an editor that's in the opposite time it, zone. It's exactly the same. so. While you're sleeping, instead of editing while you're sleeping, someone somewhere else is editing, yeah. and in theory, it's of it done when you wake up. So it's, it's this 24 seven world now. It, right? Yeah. It's exactly the same. Um, it's exactly what's happening now in, in creating these shots for these big movies. It's like, we'll go where the tax credits are. We'll go where the talent is. We'll go where that's, it's, it's cheap. cheaper. Cheap, yeah. So cheap and good, right? Yeah. Cheap and good. I mean, depending on what you're doing, you can probably get with a TV show of a certain st style or thing. You can probably get away with us, you know, a little less quality, but if you're doing a, a Marvel movie, you probably want the, the quality, at least of the computer graphics at the highest level. <clears throat> so I don't want to alarm you, but uh -oh. to the Toronto Star, they had a, I love these articles. They just, you know, freak everyone out. But That's the point. Toronto Star reported that half of AI researchers surveyed last summer believe there's a 10% chance AI will lead to human extinction. So how, many, how many researchers? It's, how it's many? Half, half of them, 50%. Half of the researchers oh, okay. believe there is a 10% chance. So this is, again, you're the math yeah. uh, major, not me. Half of the researchers believe 10% chance that AI will lead to human extinction. That sounds serious. It, 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 <laughs> is that hyperbole? Are we all going to die because oh, of this? I, 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 hyperbole, no. Why, Not hyperbole. I, I can't that imagine was, the, the This wasn't from NAB either. So this I, is separate from oh, yeah, the hype. You, you get, where you get all your information? Toronto Star. You're, you're scraping the, everything. The New York um, Times. You're yeah. talking about, so well, I'm so, I don't have, <laughs> Kim, I don't have time to Street get Journal. three sources on <laughs> yeah. this. But the, I trust the Toronto Star and the New York Times. So. But but see, this is this is where you go. That and it's great you bring that up. It's like I the first thing I think of is, okay, how, why, what, 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 why does AI lead to extinction? Like, w do they then are there are machines building machines and and well and the machines can win. kill us and. The machines win, and but they don't want. Do they ki also kill the elk and the deer? So are we supposed to trust Mark like, Zuckerberg? Is my question, and Elon Musk and all yeah, these no, people no, with I, I, money. AI, AI changes will change society the same way having a, a, a mobile compute in your pocket uh, changes society. But it does extinction. That's that's pretty um, extreme. It's like that means that there's no human beings left. To my definition of extinction, that means there's no human beings on Earth. Is that that it, is what that means? It, it's, it's, it, the machines look it, look win. Look it up in a dictionary, but the I, machines I, I, win. I, well, 
the machine's win is different. <laughs> okay, are we going to end up? Did you ever see that movie Wall Wally? Yeah, remember that's essentially yeah. uh, technology uh, ruining the earth. Yeah, and everyone's everyone. All the humans are fat, right? Well, no, but that that's... there's no world left, <laughs> and we're circling the world, and we're fat because we don't have to do anything. Is that the future? Yeah. The, the, the machines win. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't you know. You can always say no comment. Yeah. And that'll, okay, be the, yeah. The, that'll be the quote that's pulled out of this. But, but anyway, but you know. The, okay, that, let me try that. No comment. <laughs> okay. But the neat thing is I have animation software that can... <laughs> I have enough of. Uh, I have enough, we have to have clean before and after. I have enough audio of you now that I can make I, you say anything I want. I, so I, that's the neat part of uh, being the editor. I really did say no comment <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for no reason. For no reason. So it's sort of an exciting topic because I figure you'd be a good person to talk to because you've been. Some people have just been around. I just met all these guys in their 30s at NAB, and they mm -hmm. think they look at me and go, oh, someone from your – they think of me as old, and I don't think of myself as yeah. old. You've been around long enough, so you, you see the trajectory, right? So you mm -hmm. see what computers could do and your 386 and your 486, yeah, uh, uh, and then your Intel processor. and yeah. So you see the trajectory, right? And you see where it came from. You see where we are now, and you probably get a sense of where – we can go like yeah. that trajectory, like sort of like the stock market, right? So yeah. there's dips and valleys, but generally it goes up. Yeah. So what do you? What's the future in your opinion with all this stuff, AI, metaverse, whatever you want to call it? Because a lot of it's just marketing, mumbo jumbo. Right? It's like anything else you want to say. Oh, by the way, what's going to happen in the future? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm trying to tell a story. Well, so we start in the beginning, well, the middle, I, I, this yes. is the end, For, right? First of all, I, I just want to say the human race will not be extinct. Okay. You're on the record for saying that. Okay. Yes. Um, no one will know if it's if you're wrong. And and if it, we, if we <laughs> no are, know, it won't so. be because of AI. <laughs> It'll be for some other uh, climate reason okay. or whatever. Okay. But from a technology future, um, I think it's all exciting, but usually tech moves a lot faster than society can adapt. So I think that's really what's the scariest thing about technology is people do have to embrace it. They do have to go to NABs. They do have to, you know, try to keep young and, and learn about it so that they just um, uh, aren't victims of, of technology, but actually like something you don't know is scary, but something you, you know, kind of know something about uh, show like this that hopefully educates people to 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 go research a couple of these uh, acronyms that we've thrown out or, or words. I think that's the really the trick. Technology will will be there, but I think society is going to have a continue to have a lot of problems adapting to all the changes that are still still to come. So why are you still in? You don't need to be in this anymore. Why why are you why haven't you kind of sold and got out or? Uh... I, uh, you still love it, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm definitely not your prototypical entrepreneur. I was thinking about that coming here. It's like, did you have goals, Jim, when you were little? Like, uh, this is a goal I want to do? Not five years out, that's for sure, or 10 years out. No, you never did. It's eh? always, no, just just the next week, the next and And I, and I didn't either, but, but a lot of my friends had goals. Uh, and I just, uh, I guess I think by nature I lived in the present, and I kind of do what I what's cool and what 
what I think is cool. And, and one of the things that drives me is just being curious, like, how does magic works? How does um, a bike work? How does, you know, how do I build this? Uh, how do I do, how does a computer work? Um, and, and so it's always been just one foot in front of the other. And as the side effects was, I was actually happy working at this company where computers could make art. Um, I go, this is cool. Well, this is cool. I took architecture because, but it wasn't, it was only cool for a little while. It's like, what else is out there in this world? And that's the thing I like most about this is there's always something to be curious about and something to discover and something to learn. And as the company was growing, I remember it's like, you have to give vision to this company. What's your goal? And I said to the, my mentor, I said, oh, I, I don't know, just have fun. Well, that's not really a vision. That's not a purpose. You know, I guess it's a purpose, but it's not really a one that a company um, would be the sole value of a company just to have fun. You'd have to have a few more values thrown in there. Anyway, it was, uh, it's what drives me is just, it's, I've got a, a, I'm in a place where I've got a lot of smart people who keep me young and, and, and help me and, and teach me. And that's what I always love, right? If I leave that, I'm going to learn, do something really cool, but I'm going to do it at, at a slower mo in slow motion be, because I don't have this very, very dynamic company that I sit in, uh, in a very dynamic industry. So I think that's, you know, really what keeps me going. Is that, is that your mantra? I, I saw you read, uh, I read that somewhere else. Uh, stay curious. Is that yeah. kind of your personal mantra? Yeah. Like it was a way for like, how do kids get into this? And it's like, I said, be curious. But I, then I got thinking about it. It's like, well, not everyone is. So I, I thought, well, maybe I'm just talking to myself. I think a lot of advice people are talking to themselves because different advice for different people. Um, but yeah, I think it's a bit of a, a mantra. It's like, how does this work? I, I've always sort of thought about that and, and then, and then taken the time to figure it out. Um, obviously you can't be, it's directed obviously. And it's, it's, uh, you could be curious about a lot of things about the plant plants on this earth and things like that. But what I've got most curious and the things that change the fastest is technology. Yeah. Plus every new project that comes up, I guess, you, you know, it's about something potentially new or different or, you know, not that you're writing the movies or anything, but you're exposed to them. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's always some new ideas coming along. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. So. Like we created a, something called flip, which we um, do all sorts of tests on. It's a piece of test software, which was created in Houdini and is used for all our tests and you see it showing up. But one thing we did do is we actually um, got flip and we created a, um, a little giveaway, so I oh. want to give you, uh, Jim. You've got a, a gift. A your own little flip, oh, which wow. is our test object out of Houdini. So wow, can I take it out of the plastic yes, bag? Yes, yes, please do. It's a little squeegee thing. Um, so when we go around, <laughs> there's the people, camera. There it is. Yeah, look at that. Cool. So I didn't bring you a Houdini T-shirt. I didn't figure you needed one of those or a Houdini ball cap. I gave you a little. Probably little, don't make them in my size. A little so. squeeze toy. Oh, it um, makes noise? Well, it's a worry, a worry. <laughs> the worry Sque thing. Squishy, squishy. Especially when we're faced with extinction as a yeah. race. So you can put that alongside the Jim Allen trophy there. Yes, my Hall of Fame trophy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. <clears throat> well, Kim, thanks for coming. You're very generous with your time. I appreciate the trip out here. It's been so much fun. Has so it though? Fun. Has it though? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it absolutely has. Uh, some of the great conversation that we had, you know, 
during how your excitement with all your equipment um, got me Before. going. Yeah, yes. yeah. I don't expect you to do that with everyone. I, you know what? I give them a, a bit of a dog and pony show, but you know, when I start talking about frame rates and stuff with you, <laughs> I, I'm not expecting people to know. Uh, I think you could relate to 24 frames a second and stuff like that. Most people, uh, yeah, know, you know, but uh, a lot of people are just impressed with all the buttons on that one black magic device, like that I don't touch, of course. Well, and, it's and, all, you and, know, and, what, you, you know how I control it all? Software. You right. never touch the actual equipment. Yeah, it's done. On well, software. if you, if they're impressed, just get some more things that do nothing with buttons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> just like me. Okay. Anyway, uh, I just uh, again th uh, thanks for coming by. I do appreciate it, and um, again thanks for the making the trip out here, which I know isn't easy. So Lovely. thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have a comment or if you want to be on the show, send me an email at connectionsvideopod at gmail dot com, and please subscribe.